What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael. I'm here with Tony DeSero, and we're here with the one and only Crystal Grid. What's up, uh, what's up? Live in studio for the first time in a long time. It's been a while. Too long. A lot has happened, so we've got a lot to talk about, but you guys came in from out of town and played a show, at least one show, last night. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think you've got one tomorrow. Is that tomorrow correct? evening at the Thompson House in Thompson Cincinnati? House. That's right. Yeah, so you're doing kind of a little mini tour while you're in town here. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, it feels so good to be back too. It's uh, I mean we've only we've been gone nine months. Nine right, months I've been gone show. nine months um, yeah. from Dayton, and it feels like a long time. It's definitely nostalgic to to be back if i can say that after only being gone for nine months but it it feels really really good sure so we've been following your guys story for a couple years now and most of the the longtime audience is pretty familiar with you but for those who are kind of new to the show or whatever give them the crystal grid 101 what you know who are you guys what do you guys do what kind of music do you make and what are you up to? Yeah, so I, I'm i Cody, this is Jared, and together we form Crystal Grid. Uh, I play the saxophone, Jared does all of our live mixing, and then plays a half acoustic, half electronic drum kit. Uh, of course, we play electronic music, mostly future bass, dubstep, infusing trap, down tempo. Uh, we try and play over it all, and of course, over the past couple of years, we have progressively gotten a little bit heavier. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you guys about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, anything to add to that, Jared? That um, was a great elevator speech. That was. Yeah, you was. got that pitch down, <laughs> man. I yeah, practice it great. in the shower every morning. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Um, so since the last time you guys were here, amongst other things, um, you guys, your guys' location has changed. So yeah. how did that start and why and how did you both end up where you did? Or what's, who wants to tell that story? I mean, well, I, I'm not sure where... Where that even Perfect. starts? You yeah. Okay. Uh, so I so I lived in Durango, Colorado for five years. I did my undergrad at, at Fort Lewis College. Uh, initially grew up in Iowa, so I'm definitely a Midwesterner at heart. Okay. Um, but so I was out in Colorado for five years, and then I moved to Dayton for for grad school. So I did two years at the University of Dayton, and met Jared at a at a house party in the backyard, a bonfire, and uh, we hit it off after like seven days of of living in Dayton. Uh, and so Colorado has definitely felt like home for me. That's where my love for electronic music started. Okay. Um, Red Rocks, Denver being the base capital. Uh, there, there's a whole lot going on there. Um, and then of course we started Crystal Grid while we're, while we were based in Dayton. Um, obviously a lot of things happened. Tony got involved within a month of us starting our project ish, yeah. a month and a half. Yeah. Uh, and of, of course, our, our foundation, our growth is, has all been in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, and then after my girlfriend and I, who we both moved to Dayton, Ohio together, we we're ready to, to go home back to the mountains. Okay. Uh, and of course, Jared and I shared, shared a lot, a lot of conversations on, on how that was going to, uh, progress along with crystal grid. And initially my plan was just to fly back to Dayton a lot because it's pretty easy for me to, to fly with the saxophone and it really wouldn't be a big deal. It's a two-hour flight from Denver to Cincinnati, um, show up and play shows, but somebody wanted to start climbing mountains. Yeah, so um, basically the, the story is that I was in a spot in my life where um, I wanted to be all in with Crystal Grid and it 
originally the plan was Cody was going to come back to Ohio. We were going to do, we were going to do our thing. He was going to travel. I was going to travel to Denver and we were going to make it work. Um, and as, as soon as he left, I felt, uh, I felt the, the pool or that, that little energy of him being gone. And I was like, well, if it's going to, it's going to hurt this project, it's going to hurt our dream. So, um, like I said, I was in a stage of my life where it's, it's possible for me to, to pack up and go. And, but I'm, you know, I'm not in my early twenties. I'm it's, I was a little more established in Dayton. So it did take me some time to kind of uproot some things. But, um, once I did it just moved out there and the rest is going to be history. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, have you gotten to the point where you're starting to, to establish roots in Colorado as crystal grid yet? Or I I know that's, I mean, that takes a while, so that's pretty fresh and I'm sure, but. So we, uh, we utilized that move in the past. You've been out there for six months. I think so. Six months ish. Uh, we utilized it as a incubation period to one up our production game, uh, get our production to the level that we needed to be, uh, focus on marketing, get our Spotify streams, get, get our overall streams to a place, a place where they need to be. Um, which has been beneficial and it and it has worked. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it's working. Yeah, it it has worked. We're we're happy with the numbers that we're seeing, um, and we're utilizing these two Ohio shows one to test our brand new set. We have a completely new brand new set that that we've been working on, and we've spent three months, three months, three months, three months developing and perfecting. Um, and last night was the first time we were able to test it out live and. Awesome. It works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it uh, it works. Um, and so we're we're being able to to use these almost as um, shows to to test it with a, a crowd that is familiar with Crystal Grid. Sure. Um, a little less pressure, kind of kind of like the open mic crowd. for the yeah. for the comedian where yep. you can kind of test your material yeah, out. Yeah. 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 F- forgiving, and then also just to ensure that our evolution is continuing to click with original crystal grid fans Mm. um so last night we were playing shows in front of people that saw us in our first five shows where we we used to to play a lot more chill uh sets uh a lot more future bass and of course we are getting heavier and trying to to add more instrumentation and in which is tricky of course when you're blending that with with heavy bass music um but after last night's reception, I'm pretty pretty stoked on on the comments that that happened after the show and um, and, and once again really relying on the the original first first day Crystal Grid fans uh, in in trusting their opinion on on how we have progressed. That's cool. That I like that you you guys are committed to to building and keeping that trust with your your fans over the, the long term. Absolutely. I think that uh, people will recognize that. That's how you you know keep those long term relationships going. That's that's great that you guys are aware and that you care about that. Um, speaking of the you know upping your production game and and maybe making some modifications to your sound or the way that you're approaching your sets. Um, well, first off, let me ask. Are we okay to to play your music uh, on YouTube and one hundred percent? Okay, great. definitely. Uh, is Spotify good enough place to to source perfect. that? Okay. Yes, perfect. So um, you released a track. Is it today? <coughs> today. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And let's go ahead and pull that up. Is that get back, right? It is. So let's go ahead and give that a listen and see what Crystal Grid is sounding like in 2020. Buckle up, buckaroos. <laughs> Everybody take a drink. Very brooding, very creepy. I like it. We need Trip Turlington here for a proper bass <laughs> face, man. I like it. So definitely a harder sound than we heard probably the last time you guys were on the show. I think you had just released maybe On Fire or Crystal Clear. One or the other had probably just come out. Clear. Probably, probably Crystal Clear. And uh, so this is definitely definitely different than that. So what kind of has has caused this short sort of paradigm shift with Crystal Grid? I remember talking to to one of you, and I, I honestly can't remember if it was on this show or if it was just a conversation I had with one of you on the side, but I remember you guys saying something about wanting to go a little harder with your live sets. Um, but I, I, if I can make an observation, I'm also hearing darker, I think. And so I wonder if that's intentional. Like, did you guys make a decision that we want to work some darker sounds into our repertoire or if that's just kind of a byproduct of going harder if that makes sense yeah i uh when we when we first started this project like we created we created a business plan we had a very uh i don't want to say rigid but we we had when we were first building the projects we wanted to have a very particular sound uh and we we wanted it to make sense from a marketing perspective and we we're like we have live drums we have saxophone how do we create music that mm. encompasses that brand and how how do we move forward uh but as we continue to write and create music it's that weird blend of marketing and branding with artistry and yeah. creativity uh and and we really don't want to put ourselves in a box and we we wrote that track i uh, i think it was post halloween or maybe even halloween week you were you were starting to write it during halloween yeah but it, it was it, definitely influenced. it was funny yeah. it felt halloween yeah when i listened to it earlier yeah. yeah and and so it's um 
of course I, I love playing the saxophone, but I also like making it right creating and, and writing dubstep and, and Jared feels the same way. We like yeah. pretty music, we like heavy music and uh just from a from a creative artistic perspective. Did we, you we, did you always want to make stuff like that and you just didn't feel like it fit the Crystal Grid brand at the time, or is this just is it truly a new thing that you'd felt like you wanted to try? I think a little bit of both. So like, were you we, feeling pigeonholed before? When, I think when we when we first started, we thought that we were pigeonholed into thinking, well, we have a we have a saxophone. We're going to put saxophone on every track. Okay. And, and so, therefore, it ha- that has like a certain stigma to it. The tool's there. And why aren't we using the tool? Yeah. So I think within our like fourth song or something, we kind of threw that out the window, and we're like, we're just going to create what we want to create. Okay. Um. So then you you start like like tracks one through four or five I can't remember exactly what it was but you hear saxophone and then all of a sudden you don't hear it as much and then now we're producing songs that don't have any sax melody in it at all so um, what do you what are you feeling on that Well it, it's it comes back to why we're writing music in the first place and and that's for an emotional release and it's fun. Mm. Uh, it in our production is has gotten to the point where yeah there's there's no saxophone that's definitely not a future based track but it will hold its own against other dubstep tracks and we're we're happy to to put it out and bump it live and the crowd last night i mean they're going they're, yeah. they're going wild to it and it's yeah. and it's cool to be able to to once again create what we want and we're not we're not signed with any labels they're independent releases and we just want to if if we enjoy what we create and we think if it's up to the standards that we have set for ourselves we want to put it out and release it because that's that's us so how much is the crowd response influencing the the music that you're creating now if that makes sense like when you're in the studio how much are you thinking about the crowd response at your last show that's a lot an interesting question uh, i i yeah, it, it really it goes it goes back and forth. Um, so on the on the drive from from Denver to Dayton, I was working on just hip hop beats mm. uh, for no particular reason aside from writing hip hop beats. You know, just to have fun. Sure. Um, and so we're we're cruising. Jared's driving. I have the headphones on. I have the laptop, and I'm just creating. And are we going to release those chill chill hip hop vibes? Probably not. But it's just what I wanted to to write in the moment and so i i i think it's important for us to be able to stay true to the i don't i don't even want to say creative vision because it's not even a vision it's just whatever you're feeling in the moment if you want to go out and create something then just create it so you don't ever want to feel like you're creating for anyone else i guess but do you feel guided by your fan base well definitely so last night we studio five five of our tracks that we played last night we had never played live and and so we were so excited to see the the crowd reaction i think the best crowd reaction was burn them up which was a track we put out in december which is a 174 no man no (laughs) uh it's 174 bpm so it's drum step which drum step hasn't even been popular since 2014 2015 era you know, and, and I, uh, so I love reggae. Reggae music is, uh, 
up there with electronic music oh, for for my love. So old to me. <laughs> this is burn them up. Uh, 2019 according to spotify yeah, yeah december. december december 2019 yeah. okay <laughs> that's the that's the kind of track that dayton's into that, mm-hmm. that totally makes sense yeah. <laughs> i guess i'm going Getting me going, yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate the the complexity. Like no one measure sounds like the previous measure. There's always some the rhythms chopped up, or there's a new sample, or a melody introduced, or something like right here. This this beat, the Moombaton section. That's so yeah. cool. So that one did well with the crowd, you say? I, I think that was probably yeah. our best. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, best in regards to to the tracks that we have never played out live, um, which was really really cool <coughs> to see. You know, it, yeah. it's something that once again we we created simply because we wanted to create it, and that's what we felt in the moment, and um, and it and it works well live, which is gratifying. So. Tony made a comment first thing when he walked in commenting on your guys's crowd work and mic work and how much that continues to improve. Um, what did you notice about that? I mean, what is it just like their, their interaction with the crowd? Their, or comfort, their comfort with the mic, comfort. their interaction. Yeah. You especially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You've come up a lot. Um, I have a good teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, what, what's going on with, since you're, you're creating all these new tracks that don't have saxophone going on i mean do you what do you how are you keeping yourself busy if i can ask yeah well so it's all about blending which kudos to to jared for set preparation like a set design right oh man jared killed it killed it on the structure of this set Mm -hmm. um but i mean burn them up so it has all of those horn fills so i can play burn them up live uh get back pull up i do not have a sax part for either one of those um you got sick dance moves though but <laughs> I can salsa like no other. I'm just kidding. I don't know how to salsa. I have no idea. No idea. Um, but from that perspective, keeping myself busy by enjoying the set, enjoying the track and vibing with the crowd and, and having fun there. Um, nice. but, but going back to overall um, saxophone design within the set, Jared did a phenomenal job job on on this current sets and in blending so making blending sure that there's not like a big long block where you don't have anything to do kind of kind of thing well uh track curation as well okay so like choosing choosing tracks that i felt could have sax fills on them even if they were heavy or maybe they were more melodic dubstep so that way 
Cody could have something that he could play over top of breaks and little fills and whatnot. So, um, if I recall, um, we go running just about every morning and I would put on like a playlist, like discover weekly or, you know, just Mm -hmm. whatever on Spotify and go running. And, um, you would hear a track that you're like, Oh, that sounds good. And, um, and this is probably back in like November, October, November. Uh, that's when I started curating all the music for the, for the new set. <clears throat> and you, uh, you hear something that you like and you save it to a playlist while you're running. You're sitting there, <laughs> you know, saving it to a playlist. And, uh, so you, kind of the process is you, you find the music, you throw it all in a folder. Um, and then once you get a solid 30, 40 tracks inside that folder, you go running again and you listen to the flow of that music mm. together. And then you start to realize like, oh, well, this track, it doesn't, doesn't actually fit the vibe of the rest of the 25 tracks in this, in this playlist. So you start to eliminate things and then you replace things. And then you finally curate into like this perfect little master folder, mm-hmm. if you will. And that becomes the start of the set. And then you take that, you take that, all of those songs, and you start to figure out how they fit together in the puzzle and the, the hills and valleys. At some point, you can you already visualize yourselves playing that set yeah, and how that exactly. flow would go. Exactly. Yeah, and then, that's great. And then once we get to that point, I send Cody the, the playlist, and he starts to listen to it <coughs> and he kind of gets like a veto as far as this track. I don't want to play on this track or, you know, basically like getting uh, cr- constructive criticism on it. And then once we get to that point, it becomes like we actually start purchasing the songs and putting them in the record box and figuring out how they, how they fit together in the puzzle. So, and what's your drum kit uh, like this, these days, are you playing on the same kit? So it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a really similar kit. So I've got the, the drum pad in the center, uh, which is all electronic, like sample pad. I've got a snare, a hi-hat, a splash cymbal, um, a new little effects. I don't even know what the, it's an effects stack. So it's like two cymbals okay. stacked on top of each other that make like a sound. And then I've got two crash cymbals. Okay. So I've got a lot to work with these days. So I'm, I'm able to get more technical with my drumming and and add a lot more flair into what i'm doing and then xdjrx2 still still in the okay i love that thing yeah still i don't care how heavy it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm never gonna live that down yeah (laughs) no i made fun of it by in my video by carrying it over my shoulder it's a beast (laughs) um no that, that thing is pretty great so uh what approximately what percentage of your time when you're up on stage is playing drums versus doing the dj thing versus anything else i would say a third i'm playing drums a third of the set and then okay so but we've actually done something differently i so on the on the podcast in the past i said that i mix every track together and we uh, threw that out the window as well okay it, meaning so, what you so we've created you, DJ no beat edits. matching Oh, you created DJ edits. DJ okay. edits, and that allows me to stay on the drum kit. Gotcha. So we've we've got songs that. So you have like blocks at time. themselves together. Gotcha. So we'll have like a three-minute block that might have three tracks that kind of blend themselves together, and. Okay. I stay on the kit the entire time. 
So, like, are you are are you pretty much fully automated as far as the track playing goes, or are you still? I mean, you get on it and do effects and other kinds of mixing with it, or like, are you trying to get away with your involvement at the controller so you can focus more on the live instrumentation? If I'm if I'm got my sticks in my hand and we're playing uh, one of those. What do we we call them McGriddles? We right? call them McGriddles. Yeah, McGriddles. <laughs> if we're if we're playing McGriddle and I have my sticks in my hand, I'm I'm at the drum kit and I'm I'm playing the most technical stuff I can possibly play. At, okay. At this current. So level. you don't want to be distracted by what's going on. Right. At the what, what, you, what you got? What you got? I, I want to stop there for a second because Tony had <laughs> Tony had Jared's USB because he was scratching and there was a a certain a particular song that he wanted to scratch over. And so he was scrolling through the tracks and he saw Mick Riddle and he was like, is there a DJ Mick Riddle? Is that, is that their name? I was like, oh no, that's, yeah. that's what we call some of our edits. <laughs> uh, but I th- it's important to note that um, on, on those edits or Mick Riddles, uh, we do a lot of creative editing as well. So right. it's not just the blending of two tracks together. We're, we're doing a lot of cutting in Ableton to make it yeah. more of a cohesive sure. track. Um, essentially, I don't want to call them a remix because we don't have all of the stems, except for the tracks. If we're doing that with any of our original tunes, then we take the stems from our original tracks yeah. and okay. turn it into a remix. But uh, Hey, listen, you, you don't have to explain to me. like it, If you're doing less DJing so you can do more instrumentation, you're just going to get respect. I mean, yeah. you know, I think that's that's perfectly fine. Well, so. I think if you would have asked us two years ago, we need to we need to validate. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, you even asked us about creating DJ edits that could allow us to be. On, yeah, on I got dirty look. I got dirty looks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm just sitting back here being quiet. It's, it's, it's funny how things evolve. Things yeah, evolve, I mean, and um, <clears throat> but it, I really think it makes our performance better. Like it, it gives more of a show. You're still DJing through some of it. I'm still DJing. Oh, yeah. majority yeah. of it. Yeah. Majority. Still, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just another instrument in your your band. You know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. What about uh, Pull Up? That also came out this year? Yes, and also a heavy track created around the same time as Get Back. Um, and Jared pointed out with, with a lot of my creation of tracks, I, I remember you, you said this to me, and right. I was like, you are 100% right. So I typically yeah. I, I start ideas and doodles um, typically like two or three at a time. Okay. That all have a similar vibe. So like all systems go on earth stands were, were written at the same time. Um, get back and pull up. were all written at the same time. And, um, I think that when, when I'm producing, uh, I definitely, I, I don't like to stay in one project for too long. I like to have two or three projects to bounce back and forth mm. between. And that un- if I'm in, if I'm releasing some sort of emotion during the same week that I'm writing multiple tracks, then they're all going to have that a, a similar flavor, even if they're in different genres. But sure, you pointed that out, and I yeah. didn't even realize that I did yeah. that. Yeah, I, I make accidentally make trance every time when I <laughs> sit down and I'm like I'm going to make like a deep house song, and then I just like a like a progressive trance song from the '90s <laughs> forms itself. <laughs> And then it's the same thing. Like they, if I try to make two or three projects, they'll they'll all they won't sound the same, but they'll have they'll be th- thematically similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So this is pull up, 2020 Crystal Grid. 
you want a headbang or <laughs> fist pump or something yeah that that seems like a crowd pleaser to me so you guys are like as far as like the festival or festival circuit goes you guys are like battle torn now like you guys have really done a lot of stuff probably since the last time you were on so like what are some of the bigger shows that you guys have played maybe in the last year or two oh man i trying to think of the last time we were on well i yeah i think that might have been pre breakaway is it pre breakaway pre breakaway so. pre up and up yeah i think so because it would have been post numbers fest yeah okay yeah, yeah. so we had uh breakaway music festival and then up and up music festival which were both those were 2018 though correct mm-hmm. yes were they yeah um august and October? November. November. August and November. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Those were those were fun shows. But up and up specifically, that was our largest crowd, fifteen hundred fifteen hundred. Yeah. I believe uh, in the crowd and that was fun. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. In the so old hometown. In, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 How do you like is Colorado new to you? Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you like living out there so far? Colorado's amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Enjoying it? I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Haven't had a whole lot of time to explore, and there's yeah. so much to explore. What What's but. your guys's practice like now? Like when you when you guys were here, you had access to a couple of different venues where you could go in and try things. And yeah. Like, what do you do now when you're both for live stuff and also like if you're working on you know in studio? How do you collaborate now that you are together but somewhere else? Yeah, so we uh, so we're roommates in Colorado. That helps. Um, so we're we're <laughs> our productivity is is just through the roof now because we're constantly talking about the next steps mm. uh, because we see each other a lot. You obviously. live at work. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so we both have our own studios in the house, which is pretty huge. Um, so we can both be producing at the same time if we need to be. Uh, we've actually done like what we call producer sprints where we'll sit down and have like a timer going like an egg timer and 
we'll produce for an hour and then we'll switch projects back and forth. <laughs> cool idea. And, that's uh, great. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And that, that gets uh, new creative ideas and maybe Cody starts a track and I'm like mixing a track or whatnot and we s- swap them back and forth and I throw in some new samples on the track that he's working on and he listens to the mix down that I'm working on and we just share ideas and so that's been that's been huge um what what was the other part of the question i forget already uh, oh practice practice yeah 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 for live stuff on practice <laughs> yeah so we uh uh so like jared said we have two studios in the house which is awesome my studio is a little more condensed uh really only conducive for solo saxophone practicing and, and producing but jared has the entire basement where we have our, our live setup Okay. It's my man cave. It's a, yeah, yeah, the man cave. Uh, and so we, we have plenty of practice space down there. Um, of course, we miss being able to go to therapy. Shout out Nathaniel for, for letting us go into therapy and, yeah. and practice the sets on stage. Uh, that was undoubtedly beneficial to have, especially as we're coming up. I think we're, we're pretty good at visualizing where we're at. I think we got spoiled. We did get spoiled. Oh, God. Thanks, yeah. Tony. Yeah. I mean, do you guys have a place out there that, that you kind of have accessible to you in a similar way? Uh, yeah. Not yeah. for free. Yeah. Mm. Not for, yeah, for gotcha. sure. Not for free. There's a studio pretty close to us, but like a rehearsal studio. Uh, but it's not, like you said, it's not free. Yeah. Yeah. So. Are, are you guys able to make noise where you're at? Yeah. 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 Well, that helps. Yeah, um, we're, we're the loudest house on the block, but mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, no, there's a band next door that practices and we can hear them. So yeah. it, it's such a chill neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, yeah. that helps. My, my neighbors have been pretty cool. I, I try not to push it, but between, between all this stuff and the, you know, the car hobby and l- luckily I have neighbors who have louder cars than I do. So they, <laughs> yeah. they helped offset. Yeah. Me. They look the other way now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to play this one earth stands if i could i really yeah definitely i'm really into this one so this was 2019 and is that margo margo mm-hmm. is is that a she is a female vocalist, vocalist from chicago chicago vocalist so this is earth stands crystal grid enjoy Mm-hmm. 
I love all that creative synth work and all that gating and, and all that stuff. That's just some really cool effects. Great stereo field stuff happening. So in my opinion, sonically, this is our best track. Yeah, this sounds I great. Think, yeah. I don't know what we did, but the, the mix down and just sound selection, sound design, it's, it's one of my favorite tracks for sure. Because it sounds good on one of those little single speaker <laughs> yeah. Bluetooth things. It's like, yeah, get down to that. You play it on your yeah. iPhone by itself. Yeah. And, like, and you're like, yeah. pretty proud of that mix. Ooh. Those vocals are perfect, too. What a great pairing you guys have there. Shout out, Margot. Yeah. great thing about a track like that too is it's so it's one of those tracks that are really accessible to everyone so it's like for for old electronic heads you still like it because the synths are so pretty and big and and saw wavy and and interesting but then it's got enough pop sensibilities that like you could you know i i I guarantee that my wife would like that song and she's Mm -hmm. not really into the music the same way that i am you know and it's i just i really love songs like that that can really communicate that same message through music to yeah. to different niches <laughs> or groups of people you know I, I i'm really impressed with that track yeah thanks man thank you um we also have gridum and that's uh, going back to the uh, energy yeah 100 <laughs> percent uh this was our our first uh, rhythm track so yeah. we creatively named it uh gridum gridum <laughs> i like it so let's give that a listen. We'll change gears here. This is Crystal Grid's Gridum. We are punny. <laughs> Very punny. <laughs> Very punny. Great reverb. Shout out Ableton. <laughs> stock reverb. Yeah, a lot of producers aren't going to be happy to hear that, but stock reverb, it does I. <laughs> With tweaked settings, of course. Of course. tracks it gives your subs a workout man <laughs> yeah yes i do
man. I love it. You guys have really just you've come so far from those first couple of tracks and like which we we've, we've always thought were good, you know, but just to to hear progression from that is just it's so cool to see you guys growing and and getting so good at this and and really like you said kind of to your point being able to do it in a way where you're expressing yourself creatively and like creating the kind of stuff that you want to and kind of designing your lifestyle around this music that you want to create that's just that's awesome and yeah. inspiring yeah thanks man that's uh it's really really awesome to hear huge really growth is. huge growth is there another track that you guys would want to, a suggestion that you'd want me to play before we play uh, close Have things you out fly low yet fly low that's our most popular okay. track i'd say that's the okay with bugle bot yeah Okay. Um, Shout out Ben, <laughs> Betty so Boy, out a, of Berkeley and Boston. Yep. I have a question for you guys. All the bees. Do you guys have any plans on uh, bringing another track out with any sax as leads? I did notice last night a lot of your, a lot of your hardcore fans know those leads. Yeah. And if you're not putting them out as your own tracks, you're only doing to something live. You can't put a song out, right? Yeah, because those sax leads act like hooks. Like they're they're very catchy. They're in very your catchy. Head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking about throwing away my saxophone. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, there's gonna be sax. We're gonna make. We're gonna create more tracks with the sax. No doubt. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah and and just going back to uh, that artistic emotion, like it, it's coming do back. You, do you plan on staying heavy? Like you guys have gotten with the sex? Or do right, you is this a phase that you're exploring right now, or is this the future of Crystal Grid? I, th- I, guess. I think it's experimentation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like, we're going to, like, we, we just released um, Earth Stands. Mm-hmm. It's real pretty, future based, yeah. melodic. Well, I mean, we're, we're always going to touch on those. That's like the roots. Um, so it, it, but we're, I think a while back ago, we just had a conversation and we were like, why don't we just make music that we like? And whatever you're like Cody touched on earlier, like you just create what's in you in the moment. And then what that is, is it just comes out and then boom, there's a heavy track or Mm. I'm, I've, I'm feeling melodic and pretty. So you write this. So, um, it, I feel like it's just experimentation and maybe just kind of like the natural ebb and flow of artistry. Um, you know, like Picasso's blue period or whatnot, you know, like, (laughs) It's just yeah. different phases, different evolutions of of what, what what it is that we're creating. So I like that. Brandon, how you holding up over there, buddy? I'm enjoying the heck out of all of Hey, <laughs> Brandon Urig. You want to bring him in? Let's bring him in. Sure. Yeah, you want, you want to talk yeah. on mic for a minute? Oh, yeah. I'll break everything. I'm going to ruin things. We've got the official Crystal Grid photographer. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Brandon Urig entering the conversation. Crystal Grid's photographer since day numero uno. Since day minus ten. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> So I'm pushing a button and staying behind the camera, not being in front of it. So. <laughs> so those couple of pretty pictures that you see me repost, maybe from me or Tony repost from the Instagram account, um, or if you've ever like explored the Crystal Grid uh, social media accounts and seen those amazing photos, um, you're the you're generally the guy responsible for those. I do hit a lot of buttons for the guys. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, actually, while you're playing their songs earlier, you're scrolling through it, and you're like, oh, this song, this song. I'm like, my photo, my photo, my photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just feels really good on the inside. Was it Earth Stands? Oh, wow. Earth Stands covered. 
Earth Stands, right? Uh, if you go back to the Earth Stands cover, like super pretty, Milky Way's hanging out there. You got to do the fucking the headlamps on, just shining straight up at ever. It's me. Like that's <laughs> that's me out there. So for a little bit of time, they got to immortalize me and just something I did and awesome. passion for already. And I could not be happier. They're like, "Oh, it's my favorite song." I'm like, "Yeah, it's mine too." I wonder why. Because <laughs> you're in the cover, right, man. And you create. Yeah, you and Jared collaboratively created that cover, right? That's yeah. going to be your thing. Like, you're going to try to sneak yourself into every bit of Crystal Grid artwork without them knowing. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> it's like the kid in high school that wanted to get in every photo in the yearbook. Like, I just did it on a different scale and used their marketing and branding to do it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so how did how did you come into the picture? How did how Who knew who first, and how did that work out? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell from my perspective. Yeah. Um, I used to, I first started off doing long exposure for the Milky Way things. And then when I got back to Ohio, there wasn't a lot of starlight around for me to use. So I started doing things like light painting and spinning steel wool and getting out and just kind of immersing myself in the Dayton culture. And then uh, Chris, I believe his name was, ran Conquer Gym City. And they would have like a mini abandoned building parties where they'd have different kind of artists come out. And I was there one night to spin some steel wool. And I hear like this saxophone just like blasting out of this building. I'm like, ooh, what's going on? Like some DJs. Is up that in the an angel? Like I walk around the corner and I'm still not. Um, like I don't like to go up and get in your business. So like as a, a straight up creep, like my head goes around a corner and my camera comes out right. I start like just snapping photos of this dude like wailing away, and it's uh, and it's Cody. So. I make a couple of copies and I send it out and they got a hold of me a couple months later like we really liked your work we appreciate what you do we look back at some of the things uh, that you've posted before and you do a lot of low light photography and you seem to be really good we, we want some social media shoots that's the key the low light photography yeah so you came into the picture because of your, your photography it wasn't like i've got this dude that shoots photos i, I showed up creeping out of warehouse one day like that's awesome. all no that that's really perfect because you, yeah i mean you're you're dealing with bright lights in otherwise low conditions and that's a that's a particular talent that you need for shooting things in nightclubs or raves yeah. or whatever it is. And these guys are such a challenge because they are both like so all over the map. Like Jared is slamming sticks around. Cody's like waving a saxophone. They're at two different depths and skewed from each other. So you're like, how do I, how do I get the crowd and the That's sign that, that says works. crystal grid and like the sticks? Like I don't want it to be like dead stopped. I want to show a little movement. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a whole lot of chaos going on at the same time. And they only have like an hour and some set, but it still feels like four and a half hours and I'm pushing a button because I'm everywhere trying to get everything I can for them. And well, you really seem to figure it out. I mean, is is it is it really like a numbers game? Like, do you shoot all the photos or have you just gotten really good at like framing it in your mind? Like, the, this is the one, you know what I mean? Well, I, uh, or do you just shoot all the things and then throw out the shit and then <laughs> leave I, the... I do have a tremendous amount of photos that I throw away, but it is because I'll get to a certain spot and I've already seen the way the lighting setup has gone. So for like Moss playing this last show, like I, if he's like tracking certain things or having certain things pop, I'll kind of get into a spot where I know I want to have them. Like Jared's getting ready to get up on drums. And so I'm like, okay, if I tuck over in this corner, I know these lights are going to hit at a certain time. So as long as I have my general settings down and I shoot all manual. So like trying to track everything back and forth as different things pop is really tough. But I might shoot like a burst of like maybe 20 because I know I got the three shots I really need to get out mm. of that block. If I only do one at a time, I know I'm probably going to miss that one shot because most of the time I don't shoot flash photography for you guys. 
because like you bump up that flash and your settings have to be so high that you're losing a lot of the ambiance of mm. all the extra uh, external lights and that's what makes it great like the, the, yeah. those beams you see shooting in everywhere like that's what you want I don't want to see just like Cody and Jared up there with like a sax like, mm. like that's, that, that's not what makes that's yeah. not what makes that feel come across the screen and the way they make music make me feel I want to translate that through the photography I give to them so uh, that very first show that we played was it Snowden you had me play or uh, shoot for you guys that, that would have been Snowden yeah 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 uh, and I got a little spoiled there because this photo the, here yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Backdrop. yeah. Like, yeah. I like that photo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I had to do so much guesswork on that very first attempt, but by the end of it, I, I really got a grasp of it. Then I started getting better at my editing process past that to get maybe rid of any kind of little grain that I saw or whatever the case is. And David, can you pull up our Instagram account? Yep. And you get to see some of the... So for those of you who are that's listening on... I don't know why you did that, but that's not my fault. <laughs> Sorry. It's a, really, a really rude joke, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> totally cool, bro. Those of you listening to the uh, audio version can go to Instagram.com slash Crystal Grid, and that's C-R-Y-Z-T-A-L-G-R-I-D, uh, or just you know open Instagram, go to Crystal Grid, and you can see all these amazing photos. This is Brandon's work. Mm. Boom. Boom. Get that sax in your face. Yeah, that's just great. Let's get saxy. <laughs> yeah, get saxy. And while you're there, make sure to follow at Brandon You. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we've, Brandon you, yeah. we'll, we'll put all the links in the, the description for sure. So we've got some Colorado stuff happening here. Mm -hmm. So look at this. That looks like fun. Where's this? Uh, this that's was. Up and up. Yeah, up and up. That's up and up. Wow, that's video. Is that when they're? Yeah. Oh, that's the banana. Yeah. Yeah, that show is really good. That's awesome. Like they brought it to eleven. There was so much positive feedback for them. Look <laughs> at those girls going nuts up front. That's awesome. Dude nodding his head. There's Brandon. Yep. There he is. There he is. Arms raised straight in the air like always. Get that screen face down. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it, it's important to note, so when Brandon first met us at that warehouse party, that was before we were even Crystal Grid. It was. Yeah. We were, we were performing as our, our previous aliases. Um, That's yeah, this is my German accent. <laughs> the, not that one, but uh, uh, a little date and action for the guys. That's fun. <laughs> And so, so Brandon has been shooting us since before Crystal Grid. Yeah, you know, but that before that shot right there is phenomenal. Yeah, that's good. Jared changed the color of the smoke, though. I yeah. have one color smoke grenade. He's like, I can fix that. I was like, yeah, let's do it then. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and we're, we're so appreciative to have him, Andrew White, on board for, for continuously capturing and creating absolutely phenomenal content. Uh, 
95% of our online image and brand and content is Brandon and Andrew, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Along with Jared's design work with the the logos and all that. Of too. course, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you push different buttons. Calm down. Yeah. You're fine doing your other thing. Uh, and and I just want to express how much fun it is to have uh, both Brandon and Andrew on stage rocking with us. Um, so last night it was our first performance in in nine months. First time being on stage for nine months. And there is oh, wow. at one point maybe halfway through the set. I, I turn around and Brandon is there, camera in hand, uh, phone in the other, shooting video on his phone, <laughs> camera here. And I, I just ran up and just gave him a huge hug. I didn't have my saxophone at the time. He ends up dropping his phone. I was, I just got excited and I was just happy to, to have him on stage because it's uh, not only is it Jared and I performing, but but having those guys on on stage is it it adds to it and it's a ton of fun. So do you are you trying to like? Do, do batch operations here like now that the, everybody's here in one place you shoot some stuff while you're here and yeah I mean, definitely how, oh yeah are, well are it's you, it's the it's, are you still involved with the project at, from well, photography yeah side? they uh they tried to get me out to colorado when they got out there but i got into a little accident and i'd uh, shattered my clavicle and fractured some right. and punctured my lungs so right around the time they needed me to get out there and help them out like i couldn't that fly or thing. do anything yeah yeah so i got like a got the plate put in screws put in i can i can high five people again so like i'm back in action doing things and very good uh they got we had the show last night we shot a little bit and we got together today and did some social media shoots that way they have a little bit more content uh we didn't make it like super date and heavy that way it was still available to be posted either side just something good for them to have and uh, they have a little bit of a, a costume change up, so not not a big yep. thing, but just little things. So you have to look for that photo coming out to let you let you know what they now look like on stage. And uh, it, it's nice just to be able back in the mix with it. Like it, it was really rough to see them do their own thing far away, and always you always cheer for your guys. You know what I mean? You always uh-huh. cheer for them. At the same time, like your heart cries on the inside because you're super sad <laughs> and like I have nothing left in my life. It's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon. You've been awesome, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys Thanks so much for joining us. We're going to listen to Fly Low. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Psych. Psych me out again. This is Fly Low featuring Buglebot. The sound has gotten so big. I, I know the song's a couple years old now, but 
it's just the the mix down and the mastering and everything is just it's so very on point and it's it's so important for this kind of music where you're mixing analog instruments with various synths and digital drums and to get that all right is is no small feat i think lots of youtube (laughs) all the youtube (laughs) it gets the job done that's for sure and steve gilson steve gilson ah yes shout out silent gloves it's been way too long since he's been on the show We have to wait till UD basketball season is over. <laughs> That's right. Go yours. Yeah, when I heard this song, when I heard the final version, the mastered version, I didn't even know Steve was mastering at that time. And I said, that's clean. That sounds like a, a Steve mastering. And then I found out afterwards he did. It was a Steve master. Yeah, he's, <laughs> it, yeah, his stuff is super clean, man. <clears throat> and Steve's actually been evolving with our sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like... Um, I remember when he first heard it. <laughs> <laughs> He was kind of reluctant because so, he, he's not familiar, but yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so he, uh, obviously some of our, our older tracks are a little more future-based, a little more melodic, a little more pretty, um, and they're not as loud, right, because they're they're not trying to f- compete with crazy dubstep, you know, loudness wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we started creating those tracks, and so Steve had to evolve with like his mastering had to evolve with this mm. the genre of music that we started to create so we started to create these um like hybrid trap like dark trap bangers essentially and he started to experiment with different weight like mastering processes nice and um to to basically get our tracks louder um to to allow them to compete a little better with like the peekaboos and some of these other larger artists so it's it, it's cool to see like not only are we growing but th- the people that we're working with are growing as well. Yeah. So it's uh it's rising kinda, tide. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. Nice, yeah. yeah. Fellas, anything else you want to share? Any more stories? Anything else you want to plug or any upcoming projects you want to tease? Anything like that before we uh, wrap it up and turn the cameras off? Well, if it gets out quick enough, uh tomorrow night, Saturday. Show in Cincinnati, Arm and Hammer. Yeah. We'll miss it barely, unfortunately. Actually. Well, build yourself a time machine. <laughs> Get yourself to Cincinnati <laughs> I did, and see us tomorrow. <laughs> I did send Mo, Mo Dingo to the Dayton show yesterday on a mission to, to gather some footage He got as well. Footage. So. Yeah. We, we had fun with Mo. Okay, we cool. had some cool. fun with Mo. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have at least a little something to post yeah, there, for, for the yeah, audience. There should be a little something. Awesome. Um <laughs> Where can oh where can uh, people find you as far as uh, uh, website merch uh, social media anything you want to plug? Yeah, you can find us at Crystal Grid on all social media platforms. Uh, of course, you can visit crystalgrid.com/shop. Uh, Spell it for me again. Uh, C R Y Z T A L G R I D. I think the last time I was on the show, I butchered that spelling, so I'm glad <laughs> I nailed it, it this got time. It. Got it. <laughs> Check. 
Uh, and we, we do have some brand new merch. We have hoodies, beanies. We have uh, flat bill hats. We have some Just brand new long sleeve tees. Great merch. It's Two designs. Great merch. Check yeah. it out. Awesome. Designed by yours truly. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks, David. Thank you, David. Thank oh, you. Oh, I about cut you off there. <laughs> yeah. I do want to say how proud I am of these guys. <laughs> ah, now, man. You guys have come up a lot. Nah, thanks, Tony. Thank absolutely, you, absolutely, absolutely, man. And uh, I was highly know, impressed on Wednesday night. Yeah, when you guys practiced at the house, mm-hmm. I and mean, I couldn't say it enough to him, to to Chris. You know, my next. I'm just like, man, I'm blown away. Yeah, he he came knocking the doors down, saying it today. Like you, you got to hear how good these guys are doing. I mean, he yeah. didn't waste any time. He's yeah. yeah, man. Well, we couldn't do without you, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. We're a team. I think 100%. we'll we'll send out with uh, on fire if that's cool. Perfect. Yeah, OG. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, with that, this has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. Thank you so much, and keep on spinning. Yeah. yeah. Go and bring it on, darling, we will.